0: Good morning, Thrive Community Church. How are y'all this morning? All right, well, let's try that again. Good morning, Thrive. How are y'all this morning? All right, man, we're so glad that you're here with us this morning. And I'm telling you, I was here for the the first service, and the bishop this morning is going to bring it. He's going to challenge you, and you're going to become engaged in what he has to say. Uh, he is prepared, he's full of the Spirit of God, and you can tell that when he gets up here and he, pre- and he presents his message that God gave him. So, with no further ado, Bishop Sam Cumbie from Behind the Veil. Come on. Ooh. Ooh, hallelujah. All right, that's, all. that's good for me. Amen. But let's clap for the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let us pray right quick. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, the Lord, that you are in control. We pray, Father God, that your word will go forth and will not return unto you void. The Lord, that those that need to hear what you have to say will receive it with a glad heart. And God, they will leave this place, the Lord, not only challenged, but complete and lacking nothing. We thank you, Father God, because you have ordained this day. Even before we was born, you have set it up, God. And we thank you that we are experiencing it now in time. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name, That all of Jesus' people say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know that the Lord is still alive? Amen. Amen. Amen, got a quick question. How many Cowboy fans do I have in here? Amen. (laughs) Throw your hands up if you're a Cowboy fan. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Got ten saved people in here. (laughs) I need to change my message. (laughs) Amen. God is good. He's awesome, and we thank God. Thank God for Pastor Nathan, amen, for the invite upon today. I do not take it lightly, nor do I take it for granted. I know my assignment. I know God has called me to, to uh, equip the people for what uh, they would be challenged uh, in the weeks and days and months and to come. And So y'all just uh, bear with me like I was telling the first crowd. Amen. I this is my first time doing a double back to I back. Amen. We're a small church, so we just need one service. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. But I I I thank the Lord maybe maybe training me up, maybe yeah. preparing yeah. me for what's to come. <laughs> Amen. We're gonna preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank God. I thank God. I got a few people here from the church. Amen. Amen. will not you all stand up? My brother-in-law, amen, and my armadaire, and Mr. Henderson, my sister-in-law as well. Thank God for y'all for, for coming and supporting. My wife is ministering this morning at our church, so I want to keep her lifted up. We're we late bloomer, so she might not even be up yet. <laughs> amen. We come in late and stay late. Amen. And so by the time, by time we get home, y'all done ate, ate and watch the game, and <laughs> amen. And we still, we still are on in on, greeting. <laughs> Glory to God. But I thank God. I, I believe that uh, first service, you know, trying to get the feel of this, that we were taxing around on the runway. And I believe that the Lord said it's time to take this thing to flight. Amen. So we're going to put some wings on these planes and, and we're going to get somewhere because somebody need to hear this. Amen. I was, I was destined to be here for somebody because somebody needs to understand that God got in need of you. Amen. And he's going to show you how that you can master the things that try to master you. Because we are overcomers in Jesus Christ. And God has already equipped us with all the tools that we need to be victorious. Amen. But if you don't know what's in the toolbox, you don't know what tool to grab. Amen. That's true. So you got to go to the toolbox and get the right tools so that you can complete the job. So that's my job this morning is to try to equip you to go to your toolbox. And some of your tools need sharpening, Amen. Yeah. I ain't used them in so long. They are dull. Amen, but God said that's okay, too, long as you got them. The scripture said that iron sharpens iron, right? That's true. Like brother was sharpening the brother will sharpen the continents of his friends. So the person that you're sitting by may be the person that God have designed to sharpen you. Amen, to challenge you, to get you to where you need to be, to get you out of that stuck place. Because mm-hmm. God don't want nothing that he created to be stuck, Amen. So I understand that we are, uh, you We are in this, uh, a series of the seven spirits of God, and uh, and I was like I was telling them in the first service, Amen. The seven spirits of God. The first, ser- the first spirit is the spirit of the Lord. It's the spirit of the Lord. It's the spirit of the Holy Spirit. In order for any of the other spirit to operate and to be in, a, be effective, you got to have that one first you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. you got to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes in you and empowers you. Amen. There's an explosion inside of you. Amen. And if you understand that, that you already have the power inside of you when Jesus came inside. He's living inside of you right now. Right, right at this very moment. So, so But he, he wants you to operate in his attributes. These are the attributes or uh, the characteristics of God, you know, how God lives, how he thinks, how he moves. And, and he, he wants us, his children, to do the same thing. Every, every proud parent in here that have ever accomplished anything, if you're proud of what you've done and, and you did a good job, and your son and your daughter come along, you want them to kind of follow your footstep, at least go in the same path to be better anyway. And that's the way God is about us. He wants us to be just like him. That's the reason why he, he, he did what he did when, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden to, and, and death came to separate us from, from him. God already had a plan to bring us back to him so that we can be more like him. And that plan was Jesus Christ dying on the cross and raising again the third day so that we can have the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of us. Just nudge your neighbor to neighbor. You don't know who you sitting by. Amen, <laughs> hey, I got the goods to get you out of what you in. Amen, <laughs> hey, I'm equipped. Hey, Amen, I got the chain to get you unstuck. Amen, yeah. hey, I, I got four wheel drive and I can pull you out of any mud, that you, mud portal that you in. Hey, Amen. So the spirit, the seven spirits of God, the first spirit is the spirit of of the Lord, the second spirit is the spirit of wisdom, the third spirit is the spirit of understanding, the fourth is the spirit of counsel, the fifth the spirit of strength, the the sixth the spirit of knowledge, and the seventh is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And my assignment this morning is to to kind of teach you about the spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is the proper use of knowledge to knowing what to do with the knowledge that you have. You know, it's, it's, it's no, it does you no good to know how to, to, to have something and don't know how to operate it. It does, it does you no good to be married and don't know how to operate in it. Don't have, have success in it. We got so many people that, that got stuff or or uh, possess stuff but don't know how to operate. If you you abuse something, it won't last long. If you don't maintain it, it don't last long. You got to know what you got. So he, he wants you to have the spirit of wisdom, which is the big picture. God wants you to see the big picture. He wants you to see the way he sees. He wants you to operate in things the way he will operate. And once once you have the spirit of wisdom, you have the thinking of God. How many of you know that and believe that that God wants you to think the way He think? Yeah. He wants you to control things the way He control. He wants you to handle things the way He handled. And that's and that's the spirit of wisdom. With the spirit of wisdom is 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 the thing that God wants you to have. And my my assignment this morning is for you to pursue it. To pursue it, to chase after it, to go after it. And some of y'all in here are so ambitious that, that whatever you set your mind to, you're gonna get it no matter what. You chase after whatever you want, whatever you set your mind to, you lock you lock on it. you like a pit bulldog. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it no matter what, I ain't letting it go because you, you pursue something that you won't. The things that you want, not you pursue. You chase after it. You, you place a value on it, and if you place a value on it, you'll go after it. But but we we very to put the, a value on the things of God. The Spirit of wisdom is the Spirit of God, and He wants us to put a value on it and pursue it, to chase after it like we chase after everything else. Some of us just 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 con- constantly consume by the things of this world and you wondering why that we are not being successful is because we don't know how to to use the wisdom of God to deal with it. God don't never want you to get in a situation and not use his wisdom. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to be around people who don't have the spirit of God wisdom on their life because there may be times in my life because we we're we are human we get upset we make mistakes but but if I got a buddy I got a friend that got the spirit of God the spirit of wisdom on them they can help me out of when where, when I'm in a, in a in a mess when my back is against the wall when when I'm going through when I, when I, my heart is broken when when I feel like things are coming against me they have the spirit of wisdom to help me out I just need somebody that that wants to see the best for me as I want to see the best for them. And and, and when they're operating in the spirit of wisdom, that's the type of person that I want. Now, let's, let's look at this. We're talking about the spirit of wisdom, the characteristic of God. And the Bible tells us here in Proverbs 7, 4 and 7, that wisdom is the principal thing. It is is so powerful, it is so necessary that Solomon said it is the first thing that you ought to see. After you get saved, the first thing that you ought to be in pursuit of is wisdom. Wisdom. Is the wisdom of God. It is the principal thing. It is the first thing. When, when you get up in the morning, when your feet hit hit that cold floor, you ought to say, Lord, give me wisdom. Because if you're like me, you got to go to work and deal with people that gets on your nerves. That makes you want to go back to where you, you remember when you wasn't saved, <laughs> how you handled it then, and you, when they said something to you, you got right up in their face, and you didn't care who's here, you said what you said, and you said it, and it was not from the Bible. <laughs> yeah. You had to deal with them the way that you knew how to deal with them. But now that you are saved, amen, you, got, you can't approach people in that way. You got to use the wisdom of God. So, so when you get up in the morning and say, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom. Why? Because when I go to on my job, I want to be effective. I want to be uh, somebody who makes a difference. I want, I want to lead that person that, that gets on my nerve every now and then to Christ. And, and once they see how I live and, and how I handle the situation and how I operate in situations, it makes them want to know how I'm able to do it. And I'm able to tell them because it's the spirit of the Lord's wisdom is upon me. It's upon me. The reason it's nothing that I did personally, nothing in my own wisdom, my own strength, but it's the spirit of God upon me. So that's how you can love somebody that seems like it's unlovable. When folk really doing you bad and, and you still love them and, and they over oh, there scratching their heads and, I, I try my best to destroy them and look at them, they still love them. Because that's the wisdom of God. Because that's the way God did us. That's the way the Lord did for us. He used that, that's the type of wisdom. Even though when we were yet sinners apart from God, he died for us while we were yet sinners. He, that's the type of wisdom he said that we need to have to deal with the unsaved world. When you, when you pursue that, you gotta pursue it. You you got to have it in your mind that this is how I want to handle every situation. I want to see the big picture. As I was saying this morning, because when you have the wisdom of God, you have the revelation of God. Revelation is light. Revelation is understanding. Revelation is how it really is. You see it for what it is, because when you are in the dark, you don't see it for what it really is. And that's what a lot of people do. They fight in the dark. They And people that fight in the dark are swinging, and they're hitting whatever they can hit. But when you have the knowledge of God, the revelation of God, the wisdom of God, the light comes on. And when the light comes on, it's just like roaches. They scatter everywhere. You see them... That's what God wants us to have, the revelation of God, the, the, the wisdom of God, so that when we are in any situation that we're going through, we know how to handle it. The reason why suicide is so high now is because we, have the, we don't have the wisdom of God, the revelation of God, the light of God, because a lot of things is not as bad as it seems. But if the enemy, Satan wants to always keep it dark. And if he can keep you dark, he can keep you depressed. If he can keep you depressed, he can keep your mind on thoughts that's not of the kingdom of God. So, so so that's why it's important, y'all listen to me. That's why it's important that we who are equipped, we who are who know the Lord to are to say, God, give me the wisdom of God. Maybe it's not for yourself. Maybe for somebody that's going through. Maybe for somebody that you can point a light on and say, hey, baby, it's not that bad. It's not all about you. It's about you helping the kingdom. It's about you demonstrating the power of God. And when you're walking in the wisdom of God, you're walking in the power of God. That's why divorce rate is so high in the church now. Why? Because there's no wisdom. There's no revelation. People are quitting. They're trying on people like they try on shoes. You hurt my feet, I'm going to get another pair. No wisdom. Wisdom, if there's no wisdom of God, there's no revelation, because revelation would tell you it's not that bad. Hang on in now. It's going to be better around the curve. Because, but the devil don't want you to see that better is coming, so he keeps you in a place of darkness. But long as you're walking in, in a place of, 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 of your own wisdom, you won't see the revelation of God. That's why the spirit of wisdom ought to be something that you pursue. Can I help you here this morning? Yes. Because I want you to be better, not bitter. I want you to be stronger, not weaker. I want you to understand that we are in a battlefield, not a playground. And we have to equip ourselves with the, battle, with the weapons that he already has given us. The weapons of our warfare are not caught on but the are mighty in God for pulling down stronghold and every argument that goes against the knowledge of God. In other words, everything that keeps you in darkness. Everything that tells you that you're not what God say you are. I don't know about y'all, but he told me I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't know what you think about me. I know you may say he's funny looking and funny built, but but he told me I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He also told me that I'm the head and not the tail. He told me I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. Why? Because I got the wisdom of God. And if I got the wisdom of God, amen, I believe every word he said. And if I believe every word he said, I'm equipping myself to be a strong soldier. I'm equipping myself to be a mighty warrior. I was in the street, amen. I, I, when I was in the street, I, I count myself as being tough. I, 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 I pride myself of being tough. I pride myself not being weak, amen. You come up to me, you're going to get knocked down. You go up to me, you, you might get something, you might get a gun pulled on. You might get not I, because I, in the street, you have to be tough. But let me tell you something. So the same thing in the kingdom of God. When, when you're in the kingdom of God, you've got to be tough. You got to know who you are. You got to know that you you have the weapons to overcome anything that's trying to overcome you. Don't let the devil take your home. Don't let him snatch your family. Don't let him snatch your husband. Don't let him snatch your children. Amen. You get the wisdom of God, then you'll see that Satan is not as bad as he seemed. He's just a peddler. My daddy used to be a peddler. He used to sell watermelons. I used to be embarrassed too. We'd be on the back of that truck. He's like, Wallerman, Wallerman, three for a dollar. I was like, Lord, that man, I gotta go school to catch them all. <laughs> you didn't want them to know how poor you was. There were eleven of us, eleven children, them. Eight boys and three girls. We were poor. We were, we were stair steps. So we were we was a poor family. And my daddy, amen, had a watermelon patch, and he made us all get out there and, and, and work. And, and we all had to get on that truck and come to town and sell watermelon, watermelon, three for a dollar. But after, after I grew up, I said I wasn't going to be like that no more. I wasn't going to do it. But I realized now that that was toughing me up. That was preparing me for what I'm, I'm, I got to do in the kingdom of God. But like I say, Satan, he's just a peddler. A peddler come knocking on your door and present something to you. And, and one thing about a peddler, you can't stop him from coming, but you ain't got to buy the product. You ain't got to buy it. Wisdom, when you have the spirit of wisdom, you know, amen, what's good and what's not. You, when, when the enemy comes and tries to present something to you that you know that it's not true, don't buy. It, it is the principal thing. It is the first thing. When you get up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to face today, but if I got your wisdom, I can face it with strength. I can face this, whatever I'm going through. If I've got your wisdom, God, I can overcome it. And we need the wisdom of God today to deal with the situation of this world. The world is getting evil and evil every day, and we need some wisdom to deal with it. But we have, we have got some people that's just giving up. How are you going to give up and you got everything to, to be overcome. The spirit of wisdom a divine spirit of God, we need to chase after it as we chase after everything else in life. How many of you know how powerful the spirit of wisdom is? Proverbs 3 and 19 said, it was the wisdom that formed the earth. God's wisdom formed the earth. Everything that is placed on this earth, it was formed by wisdom. God's wisdom. Oh God, me Holy Ghost. That, that, and, and did he, he gave me that power? He gave me that created power? So, so that means that I can create my situation. I don't have to take it like it is. You got to seek out the wisdom. You, you got to be praying for God, give me your kind of wisdom. Yeah, it formed the earth. It shaped the world. When God stepped out on nothing and spoke to nothing and became something, it was because he was using his wisdom. When he said, let there be light, amen, he was using his wisdom. When When he called everything into existence, he was using his wisdom. But this is the most important thing is that he gave it to you. You are a created being. So you say, okay, pastor okay, bishop, okay, Sam, however you want to call me, amen. You said, okay, if all of that is what you say, and, and I want some, how do I get it? How do I get this wisdom, this profound wisdom, this revelation, life-changing wisdom? James tells us. He said, if any of you lack wisdom, in other words, if you ain't got it, and how you know you ain't got it, look at your situation. How you handle things, how you act, are you mature, or you a child, or you act, you act mature, or you act childish, when are you going through? He said, if any of us lack wisdom, let him. The mama can't do it. The pastor can't do it. He can't do it for you. That's right. He said, let him ask God. And God would give it to him liberally. He he will be free. He'll freely give it to whoever that asks. Why? Because God don't want you to be stupid. (laughs) He don't want you to walk in defeat. He don't want you to walk in despair. He don't want depression to get a hold to you, amen, to the point where you, you want to pull a gun and end it all. He said, let him ask. Ooh, do, I, do I got anybody in here that want to ask? Yes. So he said, God, I'm tired of dealing with situations that I don't know how to control. I don't understand what it is, why I'm going through. God, I want to ask this morning. Just, just give me a little wisdom. Just, just give me a little knowledge. Just let me know how to deal with it. He told me to tell you to ask. And that word "ask" in the Greek means to beg, He's to plead. And sometimes you got to plead with God. That's true. You have to beg. And some of us saying, "I'm too proud to beg." <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna beg. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that like weak. I ain't gonna let people know how weak I am. I'm telling you. But if you if you've been through some stuff like I've been through. If you you done hit your head a a few times against the the trees that I done hit, you'll beg. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll beg. If if you want to know how to deal with those worldly children, you'll beg. If you want to know how to deal with that moody and crazy wife every now and then, you'll beg. If you want to deal with that, that old that husband that, that seemed like all the time he's getting up, he's scratching, you'll beg. Amen. Amen. Lord, show me how to deal with it. And God said, I will give it to you. What do you think if we all start to ask in God? Give me wisdom. He'll drop it right into our laps and, and the world will be better. Why? Because more knowledge is out there. the The divorce rate would change because, baby, it's not as bad as the enemy think trying to tell you that it is. And some of some of you ladies done done, 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 done when it got divorced and because the man wasn't acting right, you didn't have wisdom. You just focus on the reality of what it looked like at that moment, and then you let him go. Two years later, he's a deacon. He's preaching. He's he's a stand-up man of God in the community. He wasn't like that when he was you. You didn't see it. He was, but you didn't see it because you didn't have the knowledge. The revelation wouldn't wasn't revealed to you. You you didn't see around the corner. You saw to the corner. But the knowledge of God would let you see around the corner and the light be turned on. And then you realize that it ain't going to be like this always. My wife, my brother-in-law would attest to this. My wife, I don't know how she dealt with me. Because when we got together, I was nothing like this she she had the Holy Spirit she was been saved seemed like all her life, and I didn't know why she wanted me anyway because i was I was a cut up. you think I would be in a place like this today when the game was getting ready to come on? oh no i I would have I would be preparing. Friday for Sunday, I will make sure that that when the game come on, my wife and children be going to church. i will get on out. I'll shoot them out like like chickens. And I, back then, back in my day, we couldn't buy beer right here. We had to travel all the way to Caney. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I ain't got. I, some of y'all know exactly, boy. That, that light came on. We had to drive to Canada to get our our, our drinks, and I will I will make sure when I go Friday that I have enough for Saturday, and Sunday, and a little bit left over for Monday. But but I will make sure that it was there and 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 preparing myself, and I would I will sit there, and drink as much as I could, and get. Slappy, sloppy drunk on Sunday and try to get up and go to work on Monday. And my wife, who was a Christian, she had the wisdom of God. Even though that what I looked like at that time was something that she was not proud of, but she knew that God was going to do something in me around the corner. When you have the wisdom of God, it shows you to be, teach you to be patient. It teaches you how to wait, because when you wait on God, you're trusting in God, and he, he gives you the ability to hang on in there when it seems like it's so easy for you to quit. Hallelujah. And some of you say, well, why do I need it? You need the Spirit of God, because it equips you with difficult situations and relationships. Scripture said if the axe is dull and you're cutting the tree down, it's going to take you a whole bunch of more, a lot more strength to get that tree cut down because the axe is dull. But wisdom, when you do use wisdom, is using a sharp axe. And when you're using a sharp axe, you're going to have better success. I'm having trouble with this. I got to squeeze my ears. I used to get that when I was in school. How <laughs> bad. They always squeezed in my ears. <laughs> but God. So, so here in, in um, I'm getting ready to close. Here in, in Solomon, first king, told a story a while ago. Solomon was considered to be the wisest man in the world. But he was not always that way. When he became king, he got hooked up with an Ethiopian, I mean a woman from Egypt. And God didn't really want that. So sometimes when we don't have the wisdom of God, we make mistakes. We get into something and situation that we don't need to be in. But this what Solomon did. The Bible said that, that God asked Solomon, what do you want from me? Solomon said, I don't need houses. I don't need gold. I don't need silver. I don't need none He said, but I need wisdom. I need your wisdom because I want to make the best decision. I want to make the right decision when I go in and come out before these people. When you are married to somebody who's got wisdom, you ain't got to worry about nothing. They're going to make the best decision. They're going to make the right decision. And, And because of that, God blessed him not only with the wisdom, but whatever else he wanted. He gave him riches, gold, everything else because he sought the kingdom of God first. The kingdom of God is the wisdom of God. And when the wisdom of God is upon you, you'll be able to make the right decision. It's the spirit of wisdom which we need. If we operate in the spirit of wisdom, I promise you, this world will be a better place. Our church will be a better place. Our community will be in a better place. We, we are so in a mess in America today because there is no wisdom. We got people in power that's not using wisdom. They need the wisdom of God. Don't worry about what this one say or that one say. We need the wisdom of God. Yes. Give me somebody that got the wisdom of God that will would, that would help lead and guide and, and take us to the places we need to get to. I don't need nobody that don't know the Lord. If you don't know Jesus, you can't guide me nowhere because I know you don't have the wisdom of God. And right after God gave Solomon this wisdom, he was tested. He was tested because there was two women in the Bible. One they both had a, had a baby and and one rolled over on the baby one night and the baby died. But the, uh, in the nighttime the 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 mother that with the baby died switched babies and gave she took the live baby and and gave the other woman the, the dead baby. And when they woke up the next morning, there was, was a fuss between the two of them, saying, give me my baby back. The woman with the dead baby said, no, that's your baby right there, the dead baby. So it, was, it became a, an argument, it became confusion. Whenever that's confusion, that's got to be the wisdom of God, has got to show up. And they fought, they were fighting over it, and, And so Solomon came in with wisdom. And he said, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Go get me a sword and bring the baby that is alive to me. And I'm going to cut it in half. And I'm going to give one half to you and one half to this other woman. And the woman that the baby, the real mama said, no, don't cut her. Give it to her. But the woman that had the dead baby said, no, cut him in half. Then we'll both have a piece of No, if, If one can't get him, the other don't need him. And Solomon knew right then who the mama was. He had the wisdom of God. The spirit of wisdom was upon him to where he could make the best decision for that woman. And long as we are not operating in the spirit of wisdom, not letting the spirit of wisdom guide us, we will always make bad choices. We will never, ever be what we need to be. So my word to you this morning, God told me to tell you to pursue it. Chase after it. Ask for it. Seek God for it. Because you're going to need it in the future to do what you need to do. And you cannot do it without the Spirit of God. God bless you, and I love you. Thank you all for inviting me, and may God keep you.